I've got huge news for oh, you. No. Oh, no. It's been 12 years, Adam, since this has happened. And it's time. After plotting a 2024 reunion tour with their reunion with their summer of 99 crews. Yes. Creed yes. has announced a 40 city North American tour, which will mark their first time hitting the road together in over a decade. The 2024 Summer of 99 tour produced by Live Nation, boo, kicks off on July 17th, 2024, and will run through September 28th, while Three Doors Down will be the direct support on the majority of the tour. Daughtry, Switchfoot, Tonic, and Big Wreck will join Creed on select dates, and Finger Eleven will open all dates on the reunion run. Woof. I feel like I'm as strong as I've ever been vocally and looking forward to sharing the stage with these guys again, says frontman Scott Stapp in a statement. The fans have clearly let us know they feel it's long (laughs) overdue. I want to give them what they deserve. I'm ready to bring it. In the middle of the tour, Creed will head to San Bernardino, California to top the bill of the inaugural Summer 99 and Beyond Festival, which will corral the openers on various legs of the tour and welcome a few other special guests. Three Doors Down, Daughtry, Finger Eleven, Fuel, Vertical Horizon, The Verve Pipe will join Creed on August 31st at San Bernardino's Grand Helen Amphitheater. Wow. This is insane. Summer of 99 and Beyond Festival in San Bernardino is going to be so special for all of us, says guitarist Mark Tremonti. It's giving us a chance to bring performances from the cruises and tour together in one location. That show is going to be a highlight for us next year. Yeah. And then the cruise was their first show together in 12 years. Stab Tremonti, Brian Marshall, and Scott Phillips stopped touring together in 2012 after scoring smashes like one, higher, with arms wide open, and My Sacrifice, their 1999 sophomore album, Human Clay, has sold 11.7 million copies to date, according to Luminate. In addition to the Creed reunion, Tremonti recently released a holiday album, Christmas Classics New and Old, and Stapp's fourth solo album, album, Higher Power, will be released March 2024. So yeah, so Creed's back. Um, That's very important to me. Can you take me higher? Can you Closest one to me is me six you, hours. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that does suck. If this were like it a fucking suck. like Wichita or Kansas City thing, dude, I would probably debate on it. <laughs> you could come to Cincinnati. Hey. They're going to be playing at the same place where they played or Follow Boy played in Cincinnati. Nice. Mm-hmm. My gosh, what a mess! What a like, what a conglomeration! What a beautiful, of bands. right? It's just like it's it's one of those things where it's, it's three doors down: Daughtry, Switchfoot, Big Wreck, Tonic, Finger Eleven. What in the hell? What yeah. in the hell? And then you get Fuel and Verve Pipe for one, right? Like I said before, I like saw what? Fuel. Fuel is all right. Yeah, this is this is unprecedented. This is. This is, God, I don't even know. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I need to call somebody. I need to talk to, I don't know. I don't Samson. Know. Sam, I talked to Samson. I need to talk to, somebody get Scott Stapp on the horn. <laughs> I, need to, I need to talk to Scott Stapp. Stat. It's huge. The fucking fans, man. I know. It's actually, it's going, the tickets are going on general sale as we're recording this on... Friday. Oh Jesus! So it's coming up. So you got to make your choices soon. Yeah, we've got. A, I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd want to stand on the lawn. 
for oh no this no i feel like this is like i gotta have a like this is it's 12 years summer of 99 old old music yeah i feel like i need to be seated i, I don't have think, the option of seating i don't think anybody going to this concert really wants to stand no, but like you have to understand that many people are and will. I'm saying that like that is maybe a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. I need a seat. I need a seat. Yeah. I need yeah. one. My legs don't work the way they used to. I didn't. I, I walked. I think we talked about we talked about this last week. Last episode. Yeah, you literally walked 500 but miles. I walked not 550. Thank you. And then you walked 500 but, more. Sure. Yeah, no, I got I get where you were going. I was trying to shut it down early, but you didn't there's none of that. Um, there's none of that, but like I did walk a lot and that really did a lot of damage to me and my psyche. Um, also I did stand for the entirety of, uh, bring me the horizon and fallout boy that one time. And it sucked. The, the concert was great. The fucking legs did not jelly do what they were supposed to for a while. Uh, so that sucked. Yeah. Um, so I feel like for this, I need a option of sitting. Yeah. Need a seat. Need a seat. Need a seat. So that's where I'm at with it. But we'll see Friday. We'll see what happens. See yeah. how much it is. See how much it is. See what's going on. I haven't see even looked. I suppose I need to. I need to look at what the Blink-182 tickets cost for Oklahoma City. Oh, God. I haven't even thought about that. Have you listened to the, their new album yet? I listened to half of it. We were in the car driving. Her mom was in the seat next to me. It did not seem like an ample time to try and dig into it. Sure. I've heard many, many mixed things. I've heard it's mid. I've heard it's great. I've heard a lot of stuff. I about, I, yeah. I really like the title track. I really do. Um, mm. But... I don't know. Like it's it's probably best that they went back to their roots because this is a very back to roots album. It feels like it does not sound sure. like the last couple. Uh, so I guess you know you'd kind of get your reviews based on that. I don't I don't yeah. think it's bad, but that's not I don't know not my favorite. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I, I, I like the. Uh, I like Blink when they have like a lot of sound to them, and this is very much the basics of here's your drums, here's your guitar, here's your bass. And that's kind of mm-hmm. it. Like, there's really nothing else outside of that. I get it, I guess, because I think it's one of those things where it's like they, they, they got back together after like all these years of not talking to each other. Yeah. And it just feels like maybe they wanted it to be the three of them. Yes, very much so. Like even enough to where I think one of the interviews, I think it was even Mark Hoppus who was like, yeah, this is really just what the band should be. It's like, all right, cool. Fuck that guy that I saw you guys on tour with. That's weird. (laughs) I will say I do. They did that thing where they made the choice to stylistically make all of the titles of their songs in all caps. Yeah. So so that's, that's something. Um, and I can't really, I mean, fucking Dallin does that with IDK House. So it's not like it's something that I don't like. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a choice. Doing it, I think. Yeah. You, it is funny because like it's, it's because the band, like stylistically, the band is Blink-182 and Blink is all lowercase. So you've got one more time, all caps, yeah. Blink-182, well, lowercase. And then all the song titles are also all caps. It's very funny. It's a funny juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that old man mm-hmm. shouting thing right there. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. I just like I I don't know. I just want 
I need to listen. I need to sit down and listen to it. Yeah, I need to probably sometime this week. Like I'll actually sit down with headphones and listen to it. Mm. Um, this is also like un- unrelated to either of those those announcements, but I just want to throw out there a kiss for the whole world by Enter Shikari. That album rules. So please go listen to that too. All right, it's my PSA for the day. I'm not even going to have to say anything about Taylor Swift. I think everybody knows what came out. I don't want to talk about it. I never no. want to talk about it. If you ever think, hmm, should I bring up Taylor Swift right now? The answer is no. Absolutely. Um, the answer is no. But you did it anyway. I did. Because you hate me. It's like you hate me. It's like NFL Sunday in this bitch. Is she there or not? Did you get did you get your algorithm fixed? No. Wow, that sucks. We're still going. Still getting fucking theories about how she's the most in love with Travis Kelsey with, than she's been with anybody. Interesting. I'm just, I'm just, I, you know what? I would rather, I would rather, I don't want to see any more Taylor Swift content on my TikTok. I'd rather there be a blank space there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's go. Got her. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to Adam and Sam at the Disco. We are initiating season four in way. Don't even know where I was trying to go there. Um, what did you just say? Four in way? Season four. Initiating. Well, we already we already initiated season four last week. Well, here's season four part two. Um, tomorrow's Halloween. Well, I mean, it's already Halloween. It's been Halloween. It's Binst Halloween, Adam. Just scrub the whole thing. For them, it's Binst Halloween. For it's fucking November fourteenth for these people. It's Binst Halloween, dude. Hello, listeners. Introduce the podcast. Introduce yourself, and let's go. Close you're, the goddamn you're, door. You're flailing. I'm Adam. Sam, did you say what the name of the podcast was? Adam and Sam at the Disco. This is Adam That's and Sam at the Disco. Can I tell you? I really, if I no, if I I'm thought I could commit ahead. to the bit. Uh-huh. And I, I couldn't. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to come in with the Jigsaw voice. Oh. Because okay. we watched Saw X, and I just really wanted to do the... Oh. Hello, dear listeners. Do you want to play a game? Okay. You didn't even... But that's the, you didn't even try it. No, because I, I knew that I'd be floundering halfway through it like I did already. Sure. Right. Because then what, right. Do, what so do you, you just, do? Like, his whole thing is based off crime. You what you decided to listen to a Panic and Disco podcast? That's a, I mean, ed, well, I did for a portion of time make edging illegal again last week. So <laughs> technically, I guess it could be a crime to be here. For all your edgings, your hands have been tied. <laughs> you have sixty seconds to close the goddamn door. <laughs> if you are not able to move past gooning, <laughs> if you are not able to release. Your dick will be cut off <laughs> by these by these guillotine blades and yeah. sucked into a vacuum tube. Will he decorate you? <laughs> <laughs> you be- wow, 
Wow, what a great start to what is uh, one of our favorite what, Panic at the Disco yes. songs. What a great start to this episode. We're talking about this is gospel today. is hey fun fact though did you know that that the fun literally that come on is our longest episode is it really yeah hour and 40 minutes hour we talked about come on well did we talk about a lot of fucking nonsense there was a lot of bullshit yeah there's a lot of nonsense wow that is actually crazy it's actually wild that is not that is not if 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 i was taking bets i wouldn't have picked that one no you would think that it'd be an overview or a ranking but no it's it's come on an hour and 40 minutes and 35 seconds holy cow it's wild that is incredibly wild huh yeah who'd have thought who'd have who'd have thought who <laughs> not me <laughs> no way think about that paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> what a thought, not me. Oh man. Um should we talk about what we've got? I think we've got a response. We got some votes on the, the polls. We've got a response to read on the mercenary episode. <laughs> yeah, Aaron we will a little sassy. A little sassy this week. And uh, uh I think I can't I think what was the well because it was about batman arkham city is the reason why yeah and one of us says we'll be talking more about video games than usual because it's a song from a video game and aaron puts that quote and says as though we don't have to sit through mad discussion of obscure video games every episode preamble first of all Aaron Huywell, if that Huywell. is your real name. They're not obscure. We talk about pretty mainstream yeah. video games. We stay on a pretty triple A market here most of the time. We stay are we we're sellouts for the fucking video games. It's yeah. a triple A market. Secondly, this week wasn't about video games. Last no. week was very much about video games. I actually yes. edited down the pre-roll last week <laughs> because there was a lot of what there was, was a lot of um, is that a lot of fan well, the reason why well no because i kept in all the cyberpunk stuff but yeah. i removed all of the other stuff because it was a lot of adam going uh what else <laughs> trying to struggle to think of another video game to talk about and that wasn't good listening so i just like i don't know if you'll be able to tell just by listening but last week there's some clever cuts in there that make it a one it make it a just one yes. stream of consciousness about cyberpunk and that's it. We talked about Creed this week. Thank you very much. Aaron. Hey, well. hey have you played the Creed video game? I would love Assassin's Creed. Yeah, he just plays Scott oh. Stab losing his mind in a fucking hotel room. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You have to aim that bottle of orangina at his wife's head. <laughs> oh, you poor can't bonus points for straight on yeah. drilling her between the eyeballs. That's a real thing that happened. Uh, that was back when, yeah. On the Come On episode, we are equally as dumb. Sure. Although I did take one. all of the cake for the... No. What did I take it for? I'm looking further back. You won the ranking. I don't feel like that's moved and that poll is closed. Close poll. Which one? The, the, the turn off lights? The ranking. Oh, the ranking. Yeah, the ranking. No, the rankings, as we're listening, has... Well, it'll be closed by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. So right now, yeah, I'm in the lead with that one. That's fine. Yeah, I fucking dominated the turn off the lights one. Yeah, turn off the lights. I don't... I truly... I haven't gone back and listened to that. I feel like I need to because... I don't know what you did, bro. <laughs> I wonder that if was, it was maybe more... just initiating the gooning and edging talk. Maybe. Maybe bringing, know, you know, having so. to question what the difference was. But I'm sure there's something else in there. I think that is the most votes we've ever gotten on an episode. And you ran away with it. Yeah, Both I did. Them, so it's, you did something to incite violence that episode. So I don't know. What, I think five was our record before that. Now. Right. Like, I don't know. So, oh, I guess Northern Downpour, our first vote. Oh, because that was about naming Brendan and Sarah's baby. So that was different. Yes. But yeah, after that, when the, the question was who was dumber, five has been our like our like threshold. And you really ran away with that seven vote. Yeah, I did. Thing. So. That's all um, right. I do love the who was dumber this episode. Be courageous, please. <laughs> <laughs> God, I did that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That rolls. That's fun. Oh yeah. That feels good. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys, gals, um, and all the in between for reaching out and making us laugh and whatever. So, yeah. can we talk about um, this motherfucking this song? song. Yeah, did we decide? Did we decide what? that we want to tackle the piano one with this? I feel like there's no other way. Yeah, I feel like there's. I feel like I'm not doing another. I mean, the only like the only justification for it would be gonna, like the music video because that's really what it was at the time as well. Right, but right, but we'll talk about the music video when we talk about the music video. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like I don't think we need to. Like we're not gonna be able to pull a whole because again it's the same lyrics we're just talking about a different instrumentation so we're talking about the, the piano version of this episode here. um but yeah this is gospel is a song it's the first song on two words to live two words to die um and boy howdy should we read some credits yeah i'm gonna read them produced by <gasps> Butch Walker, <laughs> written by Jake Sinclair, Dallin Weeks, and Brendan Yuri. Vocals: Brendan Yuri, keyboards: Get Denna, Dallin Weeks, and Brendan Yuri. Engineer: Jake Sinclair, Amir Salem, and Todd Stapera. Mastering engineer: Ted Jensen. Mixing engineer: Jake Sinclair. Drums and percussion: Spencer Smith. Synthesizer: Dallin Weeks and Brendan Yuri. Bass: Dallin Weeks. Guitar: Dallin Weeks and Brendan Yuri. Um, I'm not going to put samples of any of these in this episode. So if you want to know about them, just listen to what I say and look them up if you care enough. Also yes. the links to them and whatever you can find them on the genius page. That's where I'm getting it from. Songs that sample. This is gospel file select fusion three and a half by the guy. 
It's really the three and a half that gets it. Yeah. New meme time Mega Mix 5. Everyone's final sound clown mashup by Knock Monster. Super meme Mega Mix Ultimate by Vincent Mashups. Perdenendo a Virginidade V by Young Lixo featuring Biff. And meme Mega Mix Ultra by Knock Monster. Songs that interpolate This Is Gospel. This is Minecraft, Minecraft parodies of This Is Gospel by Minecraft Awesome Parodies and Google Translate Sings Panic at the Disco by Twisted Translations. This is Gospel covers. This is Gospel by Nate Wants to Battle. This is Gospel Panic at the Disco cover by Dakota Piddle. This is Gospel by Asher Angel. Panic at the Disco medley by Connor Ball. And this is Gospel cover by Caleb Hines. And of course, this is Gospel translated into Portuguese by genius love it love it love it um i think this is minecraft oh, there's actually, is really here, here's what i good. this is minecraft is pretty good there is actually interesting there's like a whole page for um the samples and performances and stuff wow that's a yeah. first i feel so i'll actually include that in the description so you have better better links have a link for all that but yeah it's the first time i've ever seen view this is gospel view like song samples yeah just a shitload of tiktok songs just a shitload of tiktok songs tiktok dances galore do you want to read the tags the tags are pop rock emo pop emo pop rock alternative rock yeah yeah they're all back they're all there we're back home we're back in our emo days, baby. It wasn't just a phase. Well, it wasn't just a phase. We're fucking back. We are so back, dude. Um, so let's address this first or close to as possible as first as we can do. So we, we talked about, and I had no idea this was, this was a thing. Um, we, I hinted a couple of seasons ago or like many, many moons ago about how uh, Kirsten uh, had a theory that this song was written about Spencer Smith. And we were just like, oh, big time, big time. Turns out that's just what it was. Turns out it is just about Spencer. So this is from Brendan. My oldest friend Spencer was our drummer, but left the band this year for personal reasons. This was eight years ago. When I wrote this song, he had been going through alcoholism and pill addiction. It was a very confusing time for both of us trying to assess what we were feeling. I felt helplessness and anger. I couldn't help my friend. I had tried to inquire of what I could do and what I was supposed to do. And the anger really came from watching him kind of destroy himself. That was really sad. So I wrote this song about him. Um, I was really anxious and on edge about where the future of the band was going, the future of our friendship in general. With him and his health, I was really scared of what was going to happen. When I wrote that song, I was mad, mad at myself and mad at him. Like, why can't I do something to fix this? What is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? Damn. Yeah. Um, uh, he also wrote, he also spoke to American songwriter about the song. This is gospel was a really interesting one as well, because when I wrote that, I almost didn't show it to anybody, but I really like a lot of the lyrics. I like assembling philosophies from pieces of broken memories, which I thought was kind of a cool idea. Uh, Ooh, you know what? We're going to save the rest of this quote for when we actually start talking about the song. Nice. That works. 
Um, and I also do love this. Um, he explained how the melody for this for this gospel, along with many of their other songs, originated from something he sang to his dog. Um, a lot of songs start from inside jokes we have are little melodies that we'll sing to our dog. One of the songs that we sang to our dog turned into a song on the last album. It's just so catchy. Wonder um, what the dog song was on that. No, no. He said. Uh, he said uh, before I had anything written to it yet. I was about this about little pet names for my dog, and I was like, I actually like this melody. It's been stuck in my head for a week, so I might as well try to make it a real idea. Nice. I want to know what the dog song was that made it on the album. Now, I this was the dog song that made it on the dude. last album. Uh, what are you talking about? Didn't he say on the last album? Let me go back. A lot of songs start from inside jokes. We have our little melodies that we'll sing to our dogs. One of the songs that we sang to our dog turned into a song on the last album. It was just, it was just so catchy. It's about, it's about this is gospel. He's, well, he's talking about this is gospel after the fact. Like the album came out and he's saying the last album. That would make sense. Too weird to live, too weird to die. How about, how about some input from uh, our buddy Dallin Weeks? Yeah. Love it. In 2019, does not does not show me who. Real quick, hang on, real quick. Nope, not gonna cite the source on that one. Thanks, guys. Uh, responded to fans' questions surrounding the lyric. These words are knives and often leave scars. I like the song, or I, I like the sound meaning of it, and seem to fit with the subject. All the lyrics I did for This Is Gospel were based off the first verse, which I didn't write. The only other line I didn't write was the fear of falling apart. Most people seem to think I only wrote the words knives line. Hmm. 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 And we'll get, an interesting. Yeah, we'll come back to that interesting later. And a verified annotation about the chorus as we as we go. Um, so this is an interesting dichotomy because we've talked about last week about their drama about like how much of uh, Too Weird to Live, Too Weird to Die did Dallin actually write? Right. You know, this whole like back and forth drama about who wrote who. And, and, and uh, that's very interesting. It's a very interesting statement from Dallin Weeks. Very spicy. Yeah. As we get through this, I think it's going to be a lot of who wrote what. Mm-hmm. What wrote who. What wrote who. Indeed, indeed. Um. Yeah, so let's. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. I okay. Normally we save the fucking reading the comments for last, but I'm just like, I'm so. And this is something we'll also bring up in the music video episode as well. But I just this comment is so fucking stupid that I can't stop thinking about it, and it's going to ruin me for the rest of the episode if I don't bring it up right now. So on Genius, Hobo Pancake says, I always thought this was part one of Emperor's New Clothes. What fucking gave you that idea? The fact that the beginning of Emperor's New Clothes music video fucking starts with a little melody of right. this is gospel, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, I always thought this. Yeah, why? I wonder why you always thought this. Yes. Fucker, stop talking. Yeah. Go yeah. away. Shut up seven years ago. Shut up. Stop talking Shut about up. it. Go away. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> yeah, I like you said, really, once we get into the the nitty gritty of the chronological order of these albums and music videos, music videos from the albums, we'll, we'll get into it. But to think that just the song alone did is a bit fucking off. 
a bit. Pretty fucking off. So, how do you feel about this being track one of this album? Um, this could be anywhere, and I wouldn't care. I love this song. Yes, it, right. I, yes. there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with where it is. No, but like <laughs> that's me. So okay. So it, realistically, though, uh, weirdly enough, I do think that Miss Jackson might have been a better idea for a first song. Oh, interesting. I might have led. I might have led with Miss Jackson. Okay. Honestly. I'd have um, to think on that. That's oof. That does give me a little chilly. It also is yeah, cold well, in this weird. room. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's forty degrees. You said, or something like that. Yeah. Cold. Love it. Normally you're stripping. Now you're putting layers on. Now I'm putting more on. Me, that gets me. That gets me. Gets me going. That's you're right. Layers on. Yeah. Please do that. Do that more in the future. Thank you. Um, yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. And, and it's one of those things where I could, I, I would have to listen to it in that order just to see how the vibe feels. Um, I don't know. I feel like Miss Jackson would have been a very, it would have been a good, a good lead. Cause it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I, if I'm going to a panic at the disco concert, and this is just me. If I'm going to a panic at the disco concert, I don't know that I want to hear this gospel first. I want to settle and then I want to be, I want to be hit with this as gospel. Right? right. Whereas if I go to a panic at the disco concert and I hear climbing out the back, I'm hype. Like that's a great song yes. to get you hype and going. Um, now here's where, here's my weirdness is that if this is gospel, isn't the first song. I don't think it should be like second, third, fourth. I don't think that's like a song. I think that's like a song you end with. Which is weird because the end of all things is also like a, the perfect like ending song. But sure. So it's just like, I don't know where, I don't know if, if this is gospel isn't first, I don't know where I put this is gospel. And that's the, that's the confusing part for me. Um, well, and of course I asked like, I, as we come off of, you know, like vices and virtues, like into this kind yeah. of new, not even kind of like this definitely new era of panic of the disco. Mm -hmm. Like, is this a good introduction to the new, the new age, the new panic the order. New age to the new age. Welcome to the <laughs> new age. Um, glad we could get glad we can get Imagine Dragons in yeah. here. Yeah, sometimes you just have to get some Imagine Dragons in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I think uh, I don't want to say anything disrespectful, but I might have to. <laughs> It's usually my job. Yeah. I don't know that a lot of stuff after this lives up to this is gospel. I can fuck with and, that. And, and I mean that in a way because this is gospel to me is so good. I think it's one of those things where if you're using it as a way to like open the door to the new era of Panic of the Disco, I don't think it does that job. Because I, I don't think this is what – I don't think – I don't think – Honestly, I don't think this album represents what is going to like this. I don't know if this is a new era of Panic at the Disco. The next album definitely opens you into a, a world of the new era of Panic at the Disco. I yes. think this one is a weird, like, it's weird, right? Because the first three albums, I think, obviously Pretty Odd is, is sonically dissimilar from Fever and from Vices for the most part. Right. Um, 
but I feel like you have the first three albums that kind of fit into um, a trilogy because obviously you have Ryan still on the first two and then the last one, Vices, is like Brendan pulling from both. And so, and you have a lot of the same themes kind of running throughout them. And so I think you have this first trilogy and then you have, then you have um, Death of a Bachelor and then you have uh, Pray for the Wicked and then you have Viva Lust Vengeance, which I think form another trilogy of like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then you have Too Weird to Live, Too Weird to Die kind of sitting in the middle and it doesn't, I don't think it belongs to either one. I don't think it's a gateway into any era. I think it's kind of its own thing. And I think that's because of Dallin. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because like, like death of a bachelor is your first sort of like gateway into just Brendan, but like Brendan and committee almost. Oh, definitely. And then, yeah, and then you have like Brendan, the first three are Brendan working with people who he like is friends with and like grew up with and has that influence with. And then you have this like weird middle middle child where it's just like he's got a guy from the outside that's doing a lot of the writing with him and it feels very like sonically thematically different from everything else. Yeah. And so I don't know that this is gospel or this album in general is a good gateway into what is the next era of panic because it's not it's its own weird thing yeah i'd be curious to see like the amount of fans that just picked up with this album and hold on like held on for the rest of the ride right yeah I, it's interesting because like i don't know it's very it's very surprising it's one of those things where because i always like i always stress to people this is like if you if you pick a panic at the disco album you're and you don't like it just listen to a different one because the vibe is usually very different. And I think that continues through death of a bachelor. And then because, uh, wicked and vengeance are, are very similar to death yeah. of a bachelor in theming and style. I think you kind of lose that after that, but like, is this, this is just so this album and it's just so different. So that's a really, really backwards and winding way to say, <laughs> no, I don't think that, this is gospel is a good gateway into the new era of panic of the disco. Um. Yeah, I can dig it. I've like, like I said, it's kind of, it is a loaded question. It definitely is. And it's just, it's hard to answer. I mean, where else could you pick up? You said Miss Jackson. And I feel like there's just no, there's no good answer on this album. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, aside from that, you're looking at like, Jesus, colorful almost, but even then, that's not going to get you in. I think this is got like I think the slow intro of this is gospel feels good. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing because Miss Jackson has a has a slow intro too. Yeah, that's got like the vocal inner like the vocal intro. Yeah, here. Okay, here's here's the caveat that I'll give. Then here's the here's the conceit that I'll give. I think that this is gospel or Miss Jackson are good title, like not title, good lead tracks for this album. Mm -hmm. But I think you could put Miss Jackson most anywhere in the album and be fine. I don't think you can put this as gospel anywhere anywhere other than the the first track. Yeah. I don't think it fits anywhere else. So in that way, I guess I don't think I would change it. It's like now or never. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
basically. Because yeah. again, if you you if you're if you're if you write end of all things and that's not your last song, then what are you doing, right? And so it's like I the only other place I could see this is gospel fitting is the last song, but you've already got a perfect last song, so it's just like it has to be the first one. I think. So. Yeah, if you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. So um, I I did just just for funsies real quick pull up what my 2014 set list looked with just to see with where they started really and they started with vegas lights interesting yeah okay and then you kind of lead into some a fever you can't sweat out they don't get back to this until track six which was girls girls boys Mm -hmm. then they go into some um some vices ampersand virtues and then they've got at 10 and 11 is casual fair and miss jackson and mm. this is while this is gospel was one of their encore songs interesting so okay. their their encores are this is gospel positive hardcore and i write sins not tragedies hmm okay interesting okay but looking at a glance, the only ones, actually, the only one that they're missing. No, it's two. The only two that they're missing is Far Too Young to Die and Girl That You Love from this album. Okay. So they played most of the. So they played all of, yeah, they played all of it and they were touching into everything. Yeah, I truly, it's one of those things. Like I said, I saw them twice during this era and I just, I don't remember their, their set list. So looking here, there is zero pretty odd. That doesn't surprise me. No, not in, not in 2014. They were still a little, still a little raw. Yeah. Yeah. Much more. I mean, pretty odd kind of didn't get, didn't get a lot of play really after pretty odd. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure they did do do some pretty odd during the Vices stuff, the, the Vices era, but that's only because they needed to because to fill time. So. Sure. Um, yeah. Should we talk about this is a single and it did some did some numbers, did some numbers. Yeah. So in the weekly charts, it peaked in Canada, the Canadian Hot 195, the UK singles official charts company, 179 it peaked at 87. It peaked at the Billboard Hot 100. The U.S. Hot Rock and Alternative Songs from Billboard is peaked at 12, and the U.S. Rock Airplay from Billboard peaked at 45. Year-end charts for 2013, the U.S. Hot Rock Songs Billboards for the entire year, it uh, landed at 87. Um, it also got some certifications. So in Canada, the Music Canada, it's gold with 40,000 certified units and units or sales. The BPI in the UK certified their gold with 400,000 certified units of sales. And in the United States, the RIAA, fuck the RIAA, triple platinum, 3 million certified units of sales in America. So, wow. Triple platinum single. Yeah. This is also the second single from the album. So as much as it's track one, it followed Miss Jackson as the second single. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. I'm I'm curious because next we'll talk about Miss Jackson next week. I'm I'm not going to look at it yet. I'm curious to see where like the charts for Miss Jackson are. Sure. Yep. Being the first single, I wonder. No spoilies. No spoilies. Um. 
Can I give you my can I give you my prediction for that? Yeah. So, I think that it probably charted better, but I think it sold less. I could see that. Yeah. A little bit yeah, more of a mainstream prediction. sound to it. Yeah. I'm like yeah, yeah. and we'll track that. and I think being the the first single I think too probably sure. helped it a lot. So And we'll track the thought, but you know, where where will we be charting come Come, you know, pray for the wicked and stuff like that. Obviously, mm. number one for a fucking mm. bit. Well, fucking Victorious, dude, is probably going to be up there. Well, Victorious, I've never yeah. looked at the... the t- yeah, Victorious was fucking everywhere. Victorious was on fucking sports shit. Right. It was everywhere. Welcome back, sports fans. Sports fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I love this fucking song. It's great. It's a good great fucking song. I great, great song. Like it's well, such a good vi- let me video. We'll talk later. Yeah, ask me. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do verse one, the refrain, and the pre-chorus. How about that? I can dig it. All right, let's dig it. This is gospel for the fallen ones locked away in permanent slumber, assembling their philosophies from pieces of broken memories. Oh, 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 Um, so this is the put it away and I shouldn't have put it away. I'm going to go find the rest of that quote. So this is gospel was a really interesting one as well. This is Yuri speaking to American songwriter again. So I'm just starting the whole quote over. This is gospel was a really interesting one as well, because when I wrote that, I almost didn't show it to anybody, but I really like a lot of the lyrics. I like assembling philosophies from pieces of broken memories, which I thought was kind of a cool idea where you only remember so much of your past and you build up who you are from those memories that you've created for yourself, but how true they are from what really happened. And I just thought it was an interesting idea. All right, Brandon. So that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, because, it definitely is an well, interesting you, little line. Yeah. Well, because if you think about like what, like when you say this is gospel, right? Yeah. Like gospel, the gospel, truth, gospel like, truth. This is, this is what, what you are to consider end all be all. Right. Right. Like, that's what I, I take that to mean. That's what it's always meant to me. It's like, this is gospel. Take that as gospel. Well, you know, yeah, philosophies are not that. Well, yeah, well, so well, that's the thing, because like, I think that's what he's trying to say is that like, they're assembling philosophies, for, like based on who they thought they are and who they think they are, right? But because of where they're at in their, in their life, it is gospel, like whatever, whatever they're assembling may not be what it actually is, but it's what feels like. The truth right to them yeah um and it's for the people locked away in permanent slumber so so 
when I look at that, like obviously, like if you think about per, like like permanent slumber, sleep, the sleep of death, like it's you're dead. Yes. Where I would think like permanent slumber, but I guess like you could be trapped in like, I mean, if you think about it from the perspective of it being about Spencer, right? Like Spencer is trapped in this like cycle of like drug abuse and his like, you know, he's, he's like, like Brennan said, he's like physically killing himself. Right. Um, and so it's like, maybe that is like, he's locked away in this, like his real self is locked away because of what he is because he has fallen. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, essentially when you, and he's in, yeah. When you've got somebody that's dealing with addiction or locked into addiction, they, they already feel like a fallen one. Like they're, you're literally just seemingly counting their days. Right. Right. Um, um, yeah. And I think that's basically what it is. It's just, it's, it's, it's these, the, the person who has fallen into this like state of, of disrepair is trying to piece together the truth of who they are from this broken shattered past basically. Right. And, and it's, it's their comfort and it's their quote truth. Right. Yeah. Can you, Um, can you see it also then like working as members of the band, like just not even just Spencer, like exclusively, but all members of the band who have fallen off along the way. Who seem to um, all bring their own, like, not, you know, Bill, uh, bah, Panic of the Disco has never been a philosophical band, but they're, you know, their stories and vocabularies alone kind of set them apart from the rest. So mm-hmm. in one sense, like with them all being gone, now they're all assembling with their own little, what their own little idea of Panic of the Disco was. And now Brendan is the, <laughs> is the gospel speaker that will fully shape the band going forward. Um... I could I could see that too. Yeah, I think if you're looking at it from that different angle, like I could see that too cuz it like you, if you take that to like you're assembling their philosophies from pieces of broken memories, I think that also kind of ties to that very well as, as, as well. So, I could see that. Sure. Um moving to the refrain now though. And you know me, I'm a slut for the OO. And this one even just oh, mixes oh, it up. Oh, yeah. You got this like digital, like I think, I think the, this is the beat of my heart is through a, say it with me kids, vocoder. Um, I'm pretty sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, so you've got the, oh, 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 you've got those in there. And in between those, you've got the, this is the beat of my heart. This is the beat of my heart. Yeah which feels like this is him like this is what my heart is trying to say this is my truth right right and i'm telling this story i'm telling this story and it's important to me because this is this is what's in my heart and what's on my heart maybe i'm reading too far into well it. that's that's what i get out of it can i tell you that i'm an idiot and have always misheard something completely off the wall of mm-hmm. this is the real life, which makes no fucking sense. That's what you thought. This that's what you thought it said. What he said. Yeah, it's like that weird vocoder just really vocoded my fucking brain. Apparently, Jesus Christ. Can I? Yeah, it's the worst you, misheard I, I, okay. of lyric okay. of all. Okay, 
Because when you hear this, it, it goes, this is the beat of my heart. Yeah. This is the beat of my can you Can you, for a second, sing it with your misheard lyrics in a way that makes sense? Because I cannot fathom. It's like, this is if you just the real mix life. together, this is the beat of my heart as like the beat of my heart is replaced by this is the real life. No, but what I'm asking you to do is I need you to, to meter life. that out. This is a real life. No, no, I can tell no. you, it does not no. make sense. It does no. not work. No, every part of me no. when I heard these lyrics was no. always like, this isn't it. Did I ever before <laughs> today bother to look it up? No. Sure. And so you literally until today, you didn't know that the lines were this is the beat of my heart until today. Oh, well, of course, I Adam? could like tie it back to, you know, this is the beat of my heart. Like, yes, but no, no. But that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you no. didn't know for sure that the lyrics to this where this is the beat of my heart until today. Absolutely. The year. And I'm going to fucking pull back the curtain. You didn't know that those are the lyrics until today, October 30th, 2023, the year of our Lord. That was my gospel. You, di you didn't know for sure until today. Like I said, I always knew it was wrong. I always knew it couldn't be it, but I stuck to it. I am. This is this is this is next level. My guy. Oh my god. And imagine hearing that multiple times throughout the song and you're like, still not it. <laughs> no. 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 Absolutely not. Well, I don't know. Now I might only hear it in the way that you just fucking said it. <laughs> We're not correcting Absolutely it now. Absolutely not. We're only fucking turning Absolutely that shit to not. ten. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, whatever. You know what? Um, I'll take all the votes on this one. I don't care. That's sure, that is I, my own dumb you, little hill to die on. You go and campaign for that if you want to. I don't care. Um, I'll make it. I will say too, and again, I go into after we're done talking about the lyric. Well, I guess before I say this, do you have anything specific about this? But since you only figured about it until today, I got I got nothing. No. I'm, I'm assuming you've got nothing. I mean, uh, you know, this is the beat of my heart. Yeah. Because they're... Fucking, like, video episode? Maybe. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, so what I usually do is I will talk about Alliance, and then I will click whatever Genius says just to see what kind of stuff they've said. And normally it's garbage, but sometimes there is a little kernel. And in this case, this is another read on it that I think is is decent. Um, uh, he's this is the beat of my heart. These lines show that Brendan is being completely sincere about his feelings throughout the song. He's showing the world the beat of his heart by letting not only listeners but also Spencer himself into his thoughts about an especially personal subject, Spencer Smith's alcoholism. Cool. Um, yeah. So that I vibe with that. That's yeah, one hundred percent. I'll give genius good. a point. A point. A point for that one. Yeah. Is there anybody in there that um, says this is a real life? No. Wow. Just one. I'm just going to answer for the for the people. And if anybody, I swear to God, if anybody comes at us with, oh, I heard that too, I'm going <laughs> to no, cancel the podcast. You need to get zero I'm canceling pyongs. the podcast. No, the fuck you didn't. I'm canceling the po I podcast. No pyongs for you. <laughs> Let me say, say, like, stay in my solitary of dumbness on this one. Um... <laughs> Um, so we get to the pre-chorus 
which is the gnashing teeth and criminal tongues conspire against the odds, but they haven't seen the best of us yet, which I think is one of those, one of those ones where it kind of builds into like a positive message for me. Yeah. Because if you think about like their gnashing teeth and criminal tongues, yeah. like the, like you think when I think of gnashing, when I hear the term gnashing, it's a teeth, visceral I think of like image. The wailing, the wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. You just um, see like skin and sinew whenever you think of the word gnashing. Right. And you've got criminal and you've got criminal tongues, which like are people like what I would say is people speaking ill words and, and, and doing bad things yeah. and saying bad things to like sidewinding and all this other stuff. Right. Liars and so gaslighters. Right. 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 So you're saying, you're saying these things like these are, this is a, a not a person who's not in a great place, Yeah, but they're gnashing teeth and criminal tongues conspire against the odds. So the odds are stacked against them and they are trying to fight against those odds and they have not seen the best of us yet, which means they're coming back. Like we're, we're fighting the odds and we're going to come back. Yeah. And I really love, I really, really love Oh that. yes. You, you want the dumb one for this one? Of course. Hmm. Of course it can't be, it cannot be worse. Oh, than let me tell you. Gr- oh, grinning tongues. I was oh. I was really stuck on the G there, like from gnashing teeth and grinning tongues, which just to me also like spoke Adam, with like gnashing teeth and like grinning tongues for me was like the Cheshire cat mouth that you see, you know, like equally Adam, as uh, like visceral of, of an image. But Adam, I, I, okay, I have to speak to you because he he adam he, he, he can't keep getting away with he this says, the gnashing teeth and criminal type yep. he use, he says it three syllables hey the word is three syllables. He doesn't slur it into two. He says the gnashing teeth and criminal tongues like he he spreads it out all I could think was I had listened to a lot of loud music and a lot of yelling when I was a kid. No, I, have, I really am not going to embrace like a weird fucking dark childhood right now. I'm just, I just hear shit, I guess. Your dark, your dark childhood, the dark carnival. The dark carnival. The great Malenko raised me into the person I am today. <laughs> he let me in. And then one day I decided to put the hatchet down. <laughs> Poured out all the Fago in the sink. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that's what I think about that. But really, I think that the pre-course is great. It is. Because it, it is. It starts out with that like visceral, like very vivid imagery of yeah. like what what is happening, but we're fighting, we're gonna get out. Yeah. Well I, and I think that's really, really great. I especially love the gnash like the gnashing teeth part, you know, from playing a lot of gears of war back in the day and that shotgun is called the nasher so that's kind of like the very mm. visceral image that i would have every time like yeah. hearing it because uh, yeah like there's no other thing to really think of when you think of the word gnashing it's not gnawing it's not like biting at bone it's just ripping it away ripping tearing yeah. hacking no no busting burning <laughs> and uh and uh the genius also does have that that 
that line from the Bible, which is Matthew 25, 30, which is, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, which I've always, my, the versions I've always had of the Bible have always said wailing and gnashing of teeth, but they mean similar things, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's very like, that's what that verse is what I think about when I hear the term gnashing of teeth, Sure. which is again, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, which is where like, whoa, yeah like that that ties into it very 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 beautifully i think um and then it just builds upon itself so i like that pre-course a lot and boy adam if you thought that i edged you on some of the cuts for these clips can't wait i fucking love the pre-chorus leads into the chorus like it builds like the way that the gnashing teeth and criminal tongues conspire against the eyes and it goes up, but they haven't seen. And then it like slows down and then you get this. Oh, my God, if you love me, let me go. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So good. Fuck. So before we get into the chorus, let me read this verified annotation from Brenda. Verified. Eight eight years ago, which is what which is the interesting thing, because it, it very much combats against what Dallin said in 2019. The chorus flips between both of our points of view. Spencer's struggle was physically killing him and it was figuratively killing me. When I wrote this, I didn't show it to anybody for a month at least. I finally sent it to Spencer and I asked what he thought. He just said, I appreciate you writing that. I felt validated. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I Mm. uh, maybe maybe Dallin was in the room when he showed him. Who knows? Maybe. Who can say? It's very, it's it's just a very interesting. It's just like, hmm, yeah. who's who? Who is the truth of it here? I don't know. Like, did Brendan actually write it? And like, Dallin Salty did Dallin write it? And he was like, ooh, I'm going to show this to Spencer, and he claimed that he wrote. I like, there's a lot. There's a lot of like speculative drama bullshit you can pull out. Right. It's just like the juice, the juicy shit. Yeah. That I like. Yeah. yeah. That we're going to get deeper into as we move through this album and on to the next. Yeah. The, the the raw drama did not end. <laughs> yeah, no, it sure didn't. Um, uh, um, there's another um, um, there's another like in here, he's, there's some quotes in here from um, uh, Brennan about this. Um, uh, I wrote the, that line about Spencer Smith because he had been struggling with an addiction problem for years and years. And I was already so fed up. The song came out of a really angry place. I wrote it trying to just be like, dude, you're holding me down. You're holding everybody down if you're not helping yourself. So really it was just a cry to try and get him to get help. Luckily it worked, but it was a daunting time. And that lyric was just the words you say, obviously cut to me 
cut into my heart and it hurts me so bad, but I'm never going to want to stop trying to help you. So if you truly love me, let me do what I need to do. Let me go and do this thing and we'll try to help out. Damn. And that was from Kudamain, which has been a feature for them in the last couple of yeah. albums. Um, then you've got the, uh, yeah, the from the Reddit Q&A. Yeah, that was an incredibly honest moment for me, he reveals. He cried, he revealed that he cried while demoing, demoing the vocals for the track. I fucking bet. Because holy shit. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, like, it's taking this like, song into, like, a, a whole new light. Almost. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's exactly how because, this like, feels. Because, if you, if, you, if you take it, too, without, like, it still is very cutting and bracing, even if you take it without that added context, because it's just, like, I think everybody's heard the term, if you love, if you love them, if you love them, let them go. Yeah. Right? Everybody's heard that term before, and the full quote is, if you love somebody, let them go, for if they return, they were always yours, and if they don't, they never were. Which is like that's the um, uh, Khalil Gibran's quote, and it's it's very poignant um, because like it goes because if you love me, let me go. These words are knives and often leave scars. The fear of falling apart, where it's just like the things that you say cut into me deeply, and that's you know obviously it's 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 Brendan saying that to Spencer, but it still manifests in a very like deep way because like. If you think about it from like taking it from like the perspective of like where Brendan has come at songs before where he's talking about like a lover or a partner or something like that. Right. If you love me, let me go. The things that you say cut into me and leave scars on me that I, that I have trouble recovering from. And I'm afraid of everything, everything falling apart. Um, but then it ties back into the, the quote, truth be told, I never was yours. So am I, am I even coming back at all? Yeah. Which is even, which is even kind of darker coming at it from like the Spencer perspective too, because it's like, whoa, this implies that he like didn't necessarily think that Spencer was going to come back from it. Right. Which is, which is, which is kind of terrifying, honestly. And I'm yeah. all, we're obviously glad he did, but like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a terrifying place to be for anybody, but like, especially a person talking about their friend. Yeah. No easiness in that conversation whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, great, great chorus. And the way I just love the way that like it, it comes in um, because like the song is this, the song is like, it's kind of like, it's, I love it because like the first verse, like it, it's, it's just got this like, doom, 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 like a, like a, like a heartbeat. Like, it's just like, it's it's got some vocoder stuff in the background, but it's most the the most prominent thing about the music up to this point is the kick drum, this very steady doom 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 in this piano and stuff. But it's like that's what you pay attention to. That's what draws you in. It's just like doom 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 doom, and it's just like the 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 vocoder like word lyrics are singing. And then it kicks in with a doom, 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 do, 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 do. And it's just like, so it's like this, it's this, it builds and it builds yeah. and it builds. And then they haven't seen the best of us yet. Quiet. If you love me, let me. Da, 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 da. And like the guitar, yeah. everything comes in. 
And it's and it's one of those things. It's the thing that I love so much about Panic. Um, is and up through this point, and even like I'm pretty sure they do it some more as time goes on. But like the thing that I love so much is they they have this 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 uncanny way to build you up and build you up and build you up and then punch you in the fucking face. And it's yeah. just so good. And I love that, like, we're talking about this, but, like, it happened very recently with Come On. Come On did the sure. same thing. Where it's, like, these gentle music all building into this, like, come on! And it's the same thing with This Is Gospel, where it's just, like, you're you're anticipating the drop, and then the drop fucking kicks you. Yeah. It, it's a fucking swell of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't mean no. too much there, but that's just like, it's just, it's just, it's just the, the, the song just does things to me. Yeah. And I, like I said, it's weird to like see it from the different light because then you almost see this as a person like writing mm. it about themselves and their like feelings, just yeah. feelings of life. Even, you know, the, the truth be told, mm. I never was yours. I like, I am, I am my own person, no matter how much I'm, like no matter how much of me that I'm giving out to the world, I am still my own self. And then the fear of mm-hmm. falling apart is just watching that crumble in one way or another. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Well too. And if you tie that back too, cause like, if you're thinking about it from that perspective where you're like, let's take Spencer out of it and think of it from, it's just like from, a, from what we're given the fear of falling apart ties way back into verse one where you're talking about like assembling the philosophers from pieces right. of broken memories and you're terrified that that vis- that, that, that image you've yeah. created of yourself is just going to completely crumble because of what you're doing or what's happening and whatever. So it ties, it ties back sure. very nicely to the beginning of the song as well. That's like, you know, um, miss her lyrics aside. That's kind of just how I've always seen it. I mean, of course I've stated like, Mm-hmm. It's definitely weird seeing it from this new light, knowing where I've been this whole time. But this, it does not make, I'm not going to sit here on my flag and say my, my side is right. Like <laughs> I, I think seeing it from both perspectives now is, is as excruciating as it is lovely. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Um, we've got another refrain and the first refrain we've got, we've got, Oh, whoa, whoa. the second refrain We've got, ooh, this is the beat of my, whoa, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 my God, yeah. what the fuck, love it, love it. That song fucking gets um, it. Yeah, but you've got that refrain, it goes the, the whoa, oh, 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 and then the second, this is the beat of my heart, this is the beat of my heart, this is the beat of my, and then we go into verse two. This is We've got another We've got some, verified annotation. Yeah. yeah. Panic at the Disco eight years ago. My favorite gospel songs are mostly Sam Cooke. I am not even religious, but I love Jesus Gave Me Water. It has a cool message. Help your fellow man. The lesson of the Good Samaritan. Charity. 
There's so much instilled in me from growing up Mormon. We would do scripture study and have one family night a week called family home evening, where you have to hang out with your family all day and all night. And that was actually really cool. There is stuff I miss about the Mormon community, but not the faith. The things you would do as tradition were actually really cool and made me close to my family. And Spencer is my family. For me, he's like a brother. So I was trying to touch on that a little bit. Nice. Which doesn't really explain the lyrics so much, but like no. he's talking about like the gospel part of it. Like the, the kind of like, obviously when you, when you hear the term, this is gospel, like you're going to think religion. Right? Sure. But you know, I guess in the same way, like this is the gospel for a person who's addicted or the, you know, yeah. the vagabonds, yeah. ne'er do wells and insufferable bastards and insufferable bastards. Yeah. This is their truth. This is what they, what they, what they sing. Do you know what an apostasy is? What Adam, what is an apostasy? Well, I'm asking you. No, I mean, you I would assume that it would be something that an apostle, an apostle, Jesus, I said it. An apostle would be, you know, no. saying or stating what is an no. apostasy? Let me, let me, let, let me give you a hint. Brendan has done this. Brendan has uh, uh, done an apostasy before. I wonder if that helps you. Oh, like he, okay. Did he renounce his ways? Speak on that, brother. So, I mean, it's kind of expound. It's like right there in the, in the line that we just read. I mean, he's walked away from his, he's walked away from his religion. In many Mm. ways, he's walked away from his own okay that came that would come off a little harsh like he's had to walk away from his own band and friends before like he's he's left a lot behind with him yeah well you are well let's just say you're correct an apostasy is the abandonment or renunciation of uh, religion i think you can technically apply it to like politics and stuff as sure. well. like if you were a if you were and this is the dream if you were a republican you uh confess your apostasy and become a democrat or something. literally anything else <laughs> independent you yeah, are the one with the gnashing okay. teeth and criminal tongues <laughs> right 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 um <laughs> political statements <laughs> got it bang 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 this is i sorry I, i'm very sorry to bring up video games did you know that in the terms of service for the metal metal gear solid master collection volume one they said you cannot engage, you cannot play the Master Collection Volume 1 while engaging in political activity. What the fuck? That's part of their terms of service for the game is you have to agree to to play it. It's like you cannot engage in political activity whilst playing Master Collection Volume 1. Well, man, what I can tell you is I'm going to wear so, my fucking MAGA hat the entire time that I'm playing that game. What are you going to do about it, Konami? What are you going to do, cancel PT again? Take it. <laughs> I'm going to take my switch with me to the, to the polls and play it while yeah. I'm waiting in line to vote. They'll just find your account and holy deal. Like just completely deactivate it. That is so mm-hmm. fucking weird. <laughs> we're not going to turn snake into your next punisher logo that you'll put on your truck. Yeah. for real. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just, that the, the political thing made me think about that. So Jesus. Because I, uh, I knew you'd appreciate yeah. it. Um, Insufferable bastards. Yeah, <clears throat> near to well. Um, but yeah, so you get this like the the vagabonds and near to wells and insufferable bastards are leaving behind, you know, their past selves, their past lives. Yeah, and led away by imperfect imposters. Right, which I take to mean is like they're doing this, they're renouncing who they were, and they're getting into this. They are they have become vagabonds, near to wells, and insufferable bastards because they have been trapped by people 
or other outside influences that have drawn them into these negative situations. And because of that, they are renouncing who they were and what they were. Well, okay. So then let me, let's explore this route is the confessing their apostasy is like based from an NA or an AA meeting where, you know, they then kind of walk through the tales of their life where they were led away by drugs or alcohol being the imperfect imposters or they're like themselves that they felt while they were on drugs or drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, that I think that also works too. I think they kind of, I think what you said and what I said can kind of tie into each other. Right. I guess. But um, they, I think they work in tandem yes. as well as separate. So, yeah. So I can see that. I think that works as well. Um, uh, so we've got another refrain, which by the way, I figured you, I figured you guessed by now, but I've also done the refrain and the pre-chorus on this one as well as verse two. Yes. So we've gone through this. We've got another refrain. This is the beat of my heart. This is the beat of my heart. Oh, Love this. Don't try and sleep through the end of the world and bury me alive because I won't give up without a fight. Yes. Oh, um, just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause if you think about it now, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of like, Hey, this is about Spencer and this is Brendan saying like sleeping through the end of the world, like, you're throwing your life away and you're just going to let it happen. And by, and you're going to shut me, bury me alive, shut me out of your life. Yeah. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this happen to you. I'm not going to give up without fighting for you, my friend that I love. Right. Yeah. I, I think um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, again, trying um, to see it like through a, a personal reflection is like literally don't try and sleep through the end of the world yourself. Like, and bear Like, don't get buried alive by anything else going on because you won't give up without a fight. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's what a weird episode to like have all of these strange little revelations. Yeah. Like just the, like the, just the revelation of the Spencer Smith, like, like knowing that it was coming, but I mean, even though, like even still just seeing it all together, it's like, Oh shit. It, it literally is. is. There's the text and the subtext are together. Okay, Chris Traeger. <laughs> it literally is just that. Um, yeah, no, it's very like it's very poignant. I think for from that perspective, I think it works in multiple directions. I think, but I think it's very extra poignant. Oh yeah, looking at it from the lens of what Brennan actually wrote it about, right. or what it's actually supposed to be about. And so, yeah, because like I think that line works. Um, without the Spencer context that don't try and sleep at the end of the world, bury me alive. Yeah. And I think it, it works as well if you're talking about the self as well. Yeah. Because if you're talking, if it's, if it's somebody talking about themselves, don't try and sleep at the end of the world and bury me alive. Don't look past me and abandon me because I'm going to fight. I'm not giving up without fighting for it. Right. Yeah. I think you can take it from that direction as well, where it's like, it comes from these two different places. For sure. I just, I've always loved the personal aspect of it. And I mean, like my biggest, like my biggest reason for maybe viewing it from that perspective would be knowing that it was the first like quote unquote solo album. Yeah. You know, and just kind of taking it all on and 
I don't know. Just the way that like he leads into the the pre-chorus is great. Oh, Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper. Is that is that your wife, the Crypt Keeper? I, that I is my wife, the Crypt Keeper. Uh oh, yes. Can you relate? Hang on, real quick. Hang on. I'll to... even put it, I'll put it in her ear. Okay. Can you hear me, Carrie? That's the right. Can you hear me? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, guess what? What? Hey. Fuck Mr. Bucket. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Sam. I thought I loved you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, this is officially the last episode of the podcast. Yeah. You're not allowed to be friends with him anymore. <laughs> so looking ahead at the rest yeah. of the song so, like we're kind of stuck in the so, ever famous uh panic of the disco loop <laughs> well here's the i just i love again slut for the woes yes i love the outro the because outro it's just is like great. The, the the outro is great so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play the chorus the last chorus because the chorus rules play the outro just and we'll just do that really quick there's not a lot more to analyze so let's do that if you love I love the outro because like it is that repetition. It's the thing, but I love the way that it layers on itself and just like, it's just everything converging at once. And then I love how it slows down at the end and it just like ends with the heartbeat heartbeat. again. Cause the song starts with like, doom, 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 doom. And then it ends with the, with the, with the, the heartbeat, like, like dying out. Yeah. And like the, the, yeah. And it's, it's like, just it's, just really it's weird to even talk about parts of it without addressing the video, which is so very clearly tied to the lyrics of this song at parts. Yeah, the, the video is is very important. Video, well, again, we're going to talk about this. Video is like this, which is weird because it's the first video that released, but it's like the, the middle of a trilogy of music videos that will come out over the course of the next two albums. Yeah. Which is very, which is, which is, which is interesting and fun to me. So it's a good arc. Um, yeah, very good, very good arc. Do we get to the piano? Yes, we do get to the piano. 
I listen. I really, really love this song. If this didn't exist, I would still love this song. The piano version elevates this song in a way that I didn't like. I just every single time I hear it makes me like want to sob. Yes. So I'm going to play a little bit of the piano version right here, just so you can hear 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 that. I'll probably play the chorus and some some extra bits of it. If you love me, let me go. This is gospel for the vagabonds, ne'er-do-wells and insufferable bastards Confessing their apostasies, led away by imperfect imposters Oh, oh, oh Oh, 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 oh. Don't try and sleep through the end of the world and bury Cause I won't give up without a fight If you love me, let me go If you love me, let me go What a wonderful version. Oh yeah, and even like, I'd almost be terrified to listen to it again, knowing what I know now. Oh, I've listened to it a couple times since knowing getting it's the context haunting and yeah, yeah it's still it still rules. Um, the first time, not the first time, I think. No, yeah, the first time I ever saw him perform this song live, it was he did that thing where he's on that little column that like spins and like, yeah. rises. Yeah. And so he's just on that column playing piano, playing the piano version, the fucking like snowflakes or whatever the fuck are falling down in the spotlight. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's weeping. fucking insane. I was weeping in that arena. Like I was, I was not ready to see it live. I just wasn't. No, like you're excited. You know that you want to, <laughs> and then you do. And you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, yeah. shit. It's kind of like that same yeah. feeling, like seeing dying at LA performed live. Mm. Like it's just that yeah, same very, level very, of very piano. Similar. and Oh, so very, good. Very similar. I mean, there's not much. I don't, you know, I think we've made it clear that we're not musical experts. I don't know a fucking thing about the piano. I can say that with all pride set aside. Um, but oh my God, does like, does this fucking use every key emotionally? It feels like, like it's just every key is so intentional, like to be impactful to the lyrics underneath. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, Kat. Yeah. But I just, I like it. It doesn't change the song, right? Like it doesn't change the whole context or anything for the song itself. It's it's obviously lighter, and like I yeah. said, with with this given context, I almost feel like a lighter tone will affect me differently <laughs> listening to it mm-hmm. next time. 
Well, the other thing too is that like we talk about like the way that his singing has evolved yes. over like the course of like later albums. This is one of those ones where it's like you've got piano and you've got Brendan Urie and that's all you get. Yeah. And he the way he I don't think he doesn't over sing. He doesn't like it, it is it is one of the best raw lyrical performances that he has done. Oh yeah. I think. Yeah. Ever. I think it's probably his top like lyrical performance. I think it's just it's just it's just not too over. It's like he does that powerful like well like the thing that he does, but like it's not overstated. It's not overwhelming. It's yeah. the exact right level for me. And I think it's just beautiful. I think it's a beautiful version of the song. Yeah, there's definitely moments where he does not soften the uh you know, if you love me, let me go. He does not soften mm-hmm. that go at all, which just mm-hmm. perfect, perfect contradiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the just the way that his voice like warbles sometimes when he sings it. It's just like it's just all it's just very very excellently executed. Yes. I think it's just because it's very it's dangerous, right? Because if you if if you are if with with a lot of songs and a lot of panic songs too, it's like you have that cushion of like okay, he sounds good, obviously, but you've got the guitar and you've got the drums and you've got all the backing stuff and the vocoders and the fucking 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 harpsichords whatever the fuck else yeah. he uses and you've got that kind of like in the background so you're like vibing to that at the same time that you're listening to his lyrics and it all kind of melds together when you do an acoustic performance like with guitars or if you do like a like an unplugged set or you just do an all like only piano and only it's dangerous right because if you're not like if you're not if you're not the type of person who can sustain that type of performance, then it's not going to come across in a genuine way. Right. And I think in this case, I think because he sang it so well, because the piano was so beautiful, because there was such emotion and meaning behind the song, I think all of that came together in a way that made it special. And I think it is a great, great, great example of what to do when you're doing a stripped down version of an, of a song that you have. Right. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's an A plus example of that. For sure. I mean, he just, he is, he, he uses that voice for all that he can. And like you said, he's not, in he the, used it, he's not in the shouting good phase. before I used it for evil. Yes. Like he used it for good. For like this is one of those good reminders that we get that, well, I guess aside from parts of death of a bachelor, like Brendan Urie can definitely fucking sing. Like he has, yeah, oh yeah. he has the pure raw kind of ability to it. Highly trained and professional at this point, but like he can sell it as a raw tone and you just, you want every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'll say too is like, I, it's actually funny that I said he used it for good before he used it for evil. <laughs> the point where I would consider that sort of jumping the shark point for like his, his like over singing in that, that song, he does turn into a demon. Yes. Hey. Video. So there's a flash forward hmm. for us. There's a flash forward. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Damn. I just, I, I, we don't, we don't need a linger on because we obviously like the lyrics aren't different. It's just the right. Way that you, sings it and stuff like that and so we don't need to linger on it for too long yep but it's just worth noting that like it is such a great great version of the song and i think having it elevates it elevates the original for me like in standings yeah but like it's just it already it takes what is a already incredible song and makes it even even more incredible and beautiful yeah 
He did a good interpolation of his own song. <laughs> he did. <sighs> but yeah, I guess. Do we have any final things to say about this is gospel? No. Great, great yeah. song. I, I truly am walking away from this with like a whole different, a new perspective on it. Um, oh, man. Just because. Ah, man. Ah, beans. Ah, shucks. You did the thing. I got my quota. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking great song. Almost even greater now, like looking at the actual context, like knowing, knowing where in the conversation is being had with the person is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like knowing each moment that something was said or done or helpful in a preventative way of like, you know, saving your peer, saving your friend, saving your brother, yeah. like, holy shit. I mean, yeah, like it's weird to think that like, not all of us have the ability to just help out a person. Like we all know that people struggling with addiction are, I mean, they are their own worst enemy at the end of the day, I'm sure. And then in many ways there are, they're they're our worst enemy because we, we can't fix what we can't fix. Yeah. Like just, and, and no, go ahead. Like just because you drop off a person at a rehab facility or just because you try and strike an intervention or give this person all the means to an end, like, their end does not always align with your end. So I think like seeing it through the, like a song like this is gospel is just wild to me, like in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about too, you're talking about like somebody being their own worst enemy. Like it is a lot of times it is no surprise to them. They are, they are their own worst enemy. God damn it. Cause every now and then they kick the living shit out of them. Yep. So, <laughs> can we forget about the things god damn it (laughs) oh i i you said you said my own worst enemy oh yep um i knew i was gonna have nothing else to add to your statement so i had to find a way i'm not mad about it i'm I'm pretty drag us out of the ending drag drag us kicking and screaming to the end so that's my derailment to get us to the part where i say hey that was this is gospel beautiful song incredible song first track uh we did it we did it next week next week gonna be climbing out the we're gonna talk about back door yeah climbing out the back door and it leads us to a, a philosophical question presented to us by uh kirsten which is um do you think the back door that they climb out of is the goddamn door that people haven't heard of closing so i'll let you dear listener marinate on that for the week i think you just let and that we one will marinate. come back yeah, and we will come back and and we'll pray on it. We'll we're not um, praying yet. Thank I'm God. Are we we'll not pray praying yet? We'll do, we'll do a little prayer. Shut up. It's a good album. Say a little prayer for uh, <laughs> We'll pray on it. We'll um, we'll think on it. We'll we'll meditate on it, and we'll come back next week uh, alive and ready to talk about Miss Jackson. First single, second track. Um, until then, I guess that's, uh, that's it. Do you have anything else to tell the people? Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.